0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Harvest Community Church Podcast. We hope this message today brings you encouragement and inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. If you ever have any questions or you want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out at harvesttn.com. Enjoy the message. Lord, we give you praise today. May your kingdom come into this earth as it is in heaven. And I know you'll do that through your people in this room. Lord, we need to learn to walk in an intimate relationship with you. We see a lot of darkness out there, Lord, but there's always been darkness in the world but you've called us to light the greater you shine through us the darkness begins to flee this morning I pray Lord we present our minds our hearts and our bodies before you and we ask you Lord to teach us teach us from your word speak to us today Lord and we will do what you say and we will be who you've created us to be in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> wow, beautiful, beautiful. Um, today's going to be the last message on um, we've been in we've been in John chapter. 15, John chapter 15, and um, I'm not going to read from John 15 today, but we're not through with this, with John 15. Um, Next week, we're going to, I'm going to switch over into a different side of the message. Our focus has really been on our personal intimate relationship with God, connecting to the vine. It's only when we're connected to the vine that we can be changed into his image. It's only when we're connected to the vine that we, that we will bear the fruit that he's called us to bear. You don't have to try to work hard to produce it. It happens when you're close. And we, a branch doesn't bear fruit for itself. It bears fruit for if you think about it, an apple tree doesn't bear fruit for itself. It doesn't need that. It bears fruit for a couple of things. It bears fruit for reproduction, so that there are more apple trees that keep coming, right? More and more. It bears fruit for others to enjoy, for others to experience, and we're going to learn more about that in the next um, the next three weeks after today. The next three weeks. And it's going to be a series that, I'm, uh, that we're going to call Say Yes. And so I hope you're ready to say yes. Um, and the first thing you have to do to say yes is to be here next Sunday. So uh, today I want to finalize uh, this. And it is, it's kind of difficult. You know what? Intimacy, intimacy is something that's kind of hard to describe. Because it's so different for, for different people in, in here. I mean, we can talk about it, but there's just something. It's like, what, what is intimacy? And you know it when it's there, and you know when it's not. But sometimes you just can't describe it. Is anybody tracking with me? And we know in our own relationships, nobody has to tell you. I could give you a list of things like if it's if any of us is not there, then you're going to see this, this, and this. And he goes, but but in the reality, if you really get down to this thing relationally, you know when you're intimate with the Lord and you know when you're not. And I know when I am, and I know when I'm not, and I know what I begin to produce when I'm not, and it's not it's ugly. The fruit that I produce when the flesh is in control is not, a, is not an edible fruit. <laughs> it's bitter tasting. Y'all tracking with me? But when you are walking with Him, you know when you're in intimate relationship with Him. But there are some things that will help because we have to get to know Him more and more. So we're going to go back to sec, uh, Romans chapter 12. And we're going we're to kind of leap off there. It's kind of where we left off last week. So we're going to leap, leap off in Romans chapter 12 and um, finish up today. And I, I told him over there, I said, you know, I've got, I've got three points. I've got three points. Now, for those of you that are here, you know, that's like, uh, he never does three points. But I had to do that because I have to finish up. And I can't leave. You know how I'll leave it open ended sometimes. Like, well, I can finish it up next week. No, no, I can't do it because I'm moving. I'm moving into another thing. So it has to be done. So I'm getting these three points in, and you're going to listen. There <laughs> we go. Okay. <laughs> look at. Um, uh, let's look at the scripture. Romans chapter twelve, verses one and two. I read it to you in two different versions last week. We looked at the NIV. And we looked at the message, and I like reading, uh, how many of you have a Bible app on your phone? The Bible app. Yeah, YouTube, or version or what's it? Is it YouVersion? You, Yeah. Uh, I love that because you can sit and just read on like however many different translations you want to, and and each one has a little bit different way of wording it toward, so that it starts to bring in a different meaning. And so we looked at two different versions last week. We're looking at the new Living Translation this week Paul says And so dear brothers and sisters I plead with you to give your bodies to God Because of all he has done for you Let them be a living Holy sacrifice The kind That he will find acceptable This is truly The way to worship him He's just saying Worship Is is surrender Worship is surrendering to the Lord. It's giving him our allegiance. Who has your allegiance? when we understand how many of you have ever been arrested um, and <laughs> Like, 103 hands went up, and there's only a hundred four people in this room. okay. you ever watch cop shows? Let's do it like that. We'll, we'll go that route. This is a little safer. You ever watch cop shows? And you know how when the cops will give the orders for surrender. Have you ever noticed that when there are two or three cops on the scene, and they're all three barking out different orders, <laughs> some of these poor people are like are just totally, completely confused. Now, for all the policemen here in the room, we love you, in honor what you. I'm honest in honor what you do. Uh, so this is not a derogatory statement toward you, but um, there could be a lesson in it, and uh, <laughs> but I, I've watched those shows, and I, was, I actually was watching one yesterday, and I felt so sorry for this guy, because there was three policemen, and one of them was yelling, don't take your hands off the steering while while the other one was saying, leave your hands out the window, and it's like, which way do I go? And then he got out, and so one was saying, Get on your knees, and the other was saying, back up toward us, and one was saying, face us, and one was saying, Look the other way, and some of us saying, And I'm sitting there thinking, Oh my lens, surrender is so hard sometimes. You know, I mean, what the heck does surrender look like? You understand what I'm saying? When when you have lots of people telling you what surrender looks like it's hard to know what surrender looks like. And if you go to this church, and they'll tell you that surrender looks like this, and this one's like this, and surrender looks like over here, it's all about the outside and what the outside looks like. And so if you're going to be surrendered, you got to have your hair a certain way, and your leaves a certain length, and your dress a certain length, and you dress a certain length. Because if you don't have a dress on, you're not truly a Christian. I'm not talking about the guys. And, and, and so they base they base surrender on what you wear on the outside and what you look like on the outside. Somebody else may base surrender on keeping a set of moral rules, and so that's surrender. And if you keep this, if you do this, 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 that's surrender. And so, and not to say that they're, God's a moral God, but... Everybody will teach you something different about surrender. Now, when you hear this one barking it, and you go to work and you you work with a Christian who is, you know, from a certain whatever persuasion, they're telling you what surrender looks like. It can get pretty confusing. I remember when I first got saved, it was a little bit somewhat confusing. Um, it wasn't confusing when I first got saved because I surrendered. I mean, at that moment, I'm telling you, when I got saved, it was not anything about a ticket to heaven. It was not anything about fear of hell. When I got saved, it was realization that I was, I was destroying my own life by doing life my way. And, and what, what encouraged me was, but gonna, how, much, how much longer are you going to spend screwing up your life before you do what you need to do? And so that really was what encouraged me into, into into receiving Jesus as my Savior. It was after I got saved when I started to get confused because I heard so many different ideas of what surrender looks like. Reality is, in a simple way, surrender, and and the there's got to be one voice, right? The one voice is is is. Uh, our new covenant, Jesus is the voice, right? Jesus was the, Jesus is the word, right? In the beginning was the word. word. It's not talking about letters, it's talking, at that moment, He's talking about Jesus. Jesus was the word in the beginning. He was in the beginning. The Word was with God, God, and the Word was God. And And so we have Jesus. That's awesome, birthday girl, almost a little bit late, a little bit late. Um, But but what he's teaching us there, we have to have Jesus speaking. And he speaks to us through his Word. Paul found out, and thank God for Paul, we have all kinds of beautiful things from, from the Apostle Paul. Paul said, I didn't get what I got in in the writing of the letters and, and he said this to the galatians i didn't get this from man he said what i got was jesus knocked me off my horse he didn't say it quite like that in in that section but we know what happened to him he got knocked off his horse he he saw a blinding light he was blind for a little while he sent him off some people took care of him helped him sent him on his way he goes away he spends time with jesus and and so he spent a few years in in Jesus is meeting with him, downloading revelation about the gospel into his heart. That's a beautiful thing. And we have that. And so that teaches us what surrender looks like. And ultimately it's this. When my will and God's will collide, disagree, Surrender is choosing, you you know the answer to that one, it's it's instinct in you. Surrender means if my will wants to do this, and God's will, (laughs) (laughs) stepped on her toe, and God's will says this, surrender says I'm going to do God's will, exactly, exactly. That is the beginning. That's that's where intimacy has to flow from because I have to be willing to surrender. So look at number one. Number one, if you're writing things down. Number one. Surrender to the Holy Spirit and keep surrendering. Surrender to the Holy Spirit and keep surrendering. See, the reason I said it like that because I thought about this, I think sometimes we get the idea that you're okay you get okay i'm in intimate relationship with the lord and you get so disappointed when you are in this state or a position or a place where you it's like you know uh, intimacy just doesn't seem to be happening i don't know what's going on see this is an entire it's a lifetime process you have to surrender and keep surrendering you're not going to surrender one time and stay fully surrendered for the rest of your life how many of you know that you're going to bump up against a million things throughout the, the rest of your life. And there are going to be many, many times where you're going to bump up and you're going to need to make a decision to surrender. And even in that, sometimes we have to grow into it in certain things. There are things that I know I need to forgive, but I can't stand this blankety blank. I don't know. Can you say blankety blank? I'm not sure. We'll talk, remind me, we'll talk about that later soon. Um, and so sometimes that surrender is like, I know I need to surrender. Have any ever been here? I know I need to, but I ain't. I'm not going to surrender because I hate this person. And so what, what has to happen? The Holy Spirit is in there molding and working in your heart, right? He's in there. You make the, but I, You're going to get there. You're going to get there. Because there will be a point as he begins to work that you will come to a place where you decide it's, it's much better for me to surrender than to do it my way. Much better. Cause see if we don't, it ain't nothing but a heartache. Eh? <laughs> I told him. I actually stayed on my feet that time. After the first service, I said, you know what, I'm not, going to, I'm not going over here to study. I gotta go practice dancing. Cause I'm gonna do the Backstreet Boys. It ain't nothing but a heartache. I gotta be able to make the spin and not fall. So. <laughs> that made me dizzy than I thought it was going to. Ain't nothing but heartache in the world. Nothing but heartache. There is nothing out there to help us. See, if, you re- if, if we start, what am I surrendering to? We fight it as if we have the answers. We fight surrender sometimes as if we have the answers and that we know somebody that knows something better. The reality, if you think about it, is a long time ago Sin entered into this world. God had a beautiful plan. He created man. He created man in his image, didn't he? He created us in Adam. Before the fall, he created us in his image. It didn't mean his in Im- Look around. His image has nothing to do with physical. We all look so different. We're all so unique. We're all so beautiful in his sight. But it has nothing to do with physical. When he said, I'm going to create you in my image. God created man in his image. Let's create our guy and then our gal in our image. I think several things you can look at the triune God, then you can look at us as body, soul, and spirit. So we're kind of triune in a way that we're, we're made up. I think ultimately it's the heart of God. I think when, I think it's ultimately if we are going, if we are in his image, then we're going to have his heart and we're going to think the way he thinks, right? We're going to have the compassion that he has, we're going to have the love that he has. We're going to have the ability to do things that we would not ordinarily be able to do. Forgiveness would not have been a hard thing knowing who you were, knowing your identity would not have been a hard thing before sin. Knowing love and understanding love and feeling love and giving love would not have been a hard thing before the fall. It was was all they knew. And it just came out because God was in. Does that make sense? Adam didn't have to try to love, he just loved because God was in him. When, fall, when the fall came, when, when sin entered this world, there was a crash. And we didn't just lose salvation. And I'm afraid sometimes this is what we, this, I, I'm afraid sometimes we lock in, and I know I talk about this a lot, but I think sometimes in the Bible, you've got to hit things with a sledgehammer a whole lot of times before you ever get the rock to crack. And sometimes bad teaching and bad information in our minds build strongholds that keep us from receiving all that God wants for us and you just got to take the word and keep hammering and hammering and hammering and hammering. But if you hammer enough, people get free. God had a beautiful destiny, beautiful purpose in, in us. And that got lost in the fall. Now, how many of you know that the further you move away from something, you remember in the Old Testament how at times the people of God served God, worshipped God, they were close to God. And then it would say that with each generation, they would move further and further away from God until something happened to bring them back. Right? They would move further and further away. So if you go and look at how long ago, It was in the garden at the fall. And then you come to this point. No wonder this world is rocking and reeling under the the, the power of sin. Even the earth is affected by sin. We're affected by sin. No wonder. God wants to restore that. And he's saying, you know what, I wanted a relationship with you. Sin messed it up, but I I made a way now that you can have that relationship back. And I want to walk with you the way I walked with Adam in the Garden of Eden. And I want to walk with you the way I walked with Eve in the Garden of Eden. And I want us to spend time throughout the day just walking in the cool of the day. I don't want you hiding from me. I don't want you trying to make up your own way, You, you know, your own religion of fig leaves. I don't want you trying to figure out, here's what I have, I have made the way through Jesus for you to have that relationship again, and it can't be a human way, it's God's way. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, Paul says, we're very bold. We're not like Moses who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull for to do this same but do the same the veil to this day. Listen to this. This is this is important. For to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed. Because only Jesus or Christ is it taken. Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers the hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna explain that in just a minute. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. freedom. And we all know. Listen, who un, with unveiled faces contemplate? Those of us who know him, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being what's that word? Transformed into his image with ever, ever increasing. Now Moses put a veil. Moses was he didn't have the Holy Spirit in him. He was not in constant communion with God the way we are and can be because the glory of the Lord is inside of us now right but he came into the presence of the Lord and in the, the glory of God and it it was it was shine it shone upon his face but he had to cover his face but it wasn't just for the people not to be able to see the glory it was also for people not to be able to see the fading away of the glory. Can you imagine if the people saw Moses and here he is with the glory of God in his face? And they're, yes, we're ready to follow this man, but then the glory dissipates. And when the glory is gone, they're thinking God is gone. And because the glory of God could not be seen in his face, they refused to follow. So he veils himself so they can't see it. And what God is saying is even to this day, the Old Testament without Jesus is still veiled. How many times have I shared that? You can't read the Old Testament without, without seeing where Jesus is in it. And Jesus, from Jesus in you, that's the reason some of you need to stop reading the Old Testament right now. Not indefinitely, but right now. And you need to get into the New Covenant, and you need to find out who you are in the New Covenant. Then when you get into the Old Covenant, you will know the difference between who you are and what you have now and what they had then. Because sometimes we live our lives as if we're still back there, but we're not back there anymore because the veil has been removed and the glory of God lives inside of us and it is increasing with ever-increasing glory. (sighs) Sometimes I could explode. Chris did, she did the same thing this morning, just like, ready to go out in the first service God wants to live his glory through your life Look at look at number 2 <laughs> Wow I did it to myself not blaming anybody <laughs> Number 2 You got two more to go 9 minutes Refuse to confirm uh, conform. Refuse to conform to the pattern of the world and keep refusing. Remember last week we read, and, and it was a little bit worded a little bit different in the passages we read a little while ago, but ultimately, to uh, Paul said, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We've got to refuse. And, and the reason I say that, and, and have you noticed a pattern? You notice at the end of each one of those things, I say you've got to keep on doing it. Because there are going to be times you're not, and you got to start doing it again. I wish I could say that I feel like I've been been in complete, full intimacy from the moment I got saved until today. Can't even come close to saying that. Because in this journey, there's a lot of ups and downs. In this journey, there's a lot of learning to do. In this journey, there are moments when it's like, God, I have I have, I've taken on some things in my life that are not surrendered to you that I need to surrender to you. I've taken on attitudes. I've taken on thoughts. I've taken on actions. I've got to surrender to you. And you surrender. And then God gives you another revelation of something that needs to be surrendered. And you surrender. And I, I've noticed that it has to be, see, it has to be revelation. There are times that I will preach things, that that it's like, okay, maybe for a year, and then somebody will come up and say, you know what, I've, I've never heard this before, but what you said today, something happened inside of me, and my first thought is, I've been saying this every Sunday for the past year, where have you been? You understand what I'm saying? But here's the deal, it just became a revelation, Now it's yours. It just became a rhema word to you. The Holy Spirit spoke it directly to you. And now, it's like, okay, now I heard it. I've been hearing it, but now I heard it. Jesus said, if you have ears to hear, let him hear. And a lot of times we hear, but we don't hear. And I think it's why it's important that in our intimate walk with the Lord, we have to refuse to conform to the world. The pattern of the world is wrong. The pattern of the world is infused by sin. And, the, and we are so far removed from the Garden of Eden where sin came in, there is not a whole lot out there in, as, as patterns that you, that you want to pattern your life by. And the old, listen to me, the older you are when you come to Jesus, the harder it is to, to move away from, because we have this default setting that we want to go to. The default setting is the way we used to live before we came to Jesus, okay? And so when you come to him, the longer you have lived, how many of you remember vinyl records? Anybody remember vinyl records? How many of you had a scratch on one? Yeah, yeah. You get the scratch, what happens? It'll go along, it's playing the music, and all of a sudden it gets in that little groove and and just why? There's a ton of beautiful things on the out from here, from where it's stuck to here. There's a lot of great stuff, but you can't get to the great stuff because you're stuck in the groove. And some of you, and some of us have lived. If you think about it, the longer you live. By doing the pattern of the world before you come to Jesus, the harder it is because you've got in this groove of doing things the way the world does things and believing what the world does and the attitudes that the world has. And you get stuck in that groove and God's saying, if you'll surrender to me, I know you're stuck in that, but if you will surrender to me and if you will refuse to conform to the world, I've got some awesome things for you from from here on out. Are you tracking with me? Awesome stuff for you. And I don't want to, but I got to move to the third one. I've got to. I could talk about that one for a long time. Because some of you have embraced your identity from the world, from the pattern of the world. Truth. Truth. Well, let me read number three and we'll talk about truth. (laughs) Renew your mind in Jesus' way and keep renewing. What is Jesus' way? I just get. I just told you, truth. truth. Jesus was truth. Have you ever run into one of those people and say, "Well, I'll just tell. You, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now. I'll just tell the truth." And 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 what they mean is, uh, I'm very free with my opinion. You ever met that person, buddy? What I just heard come out of your mouth has nothing to do with truth. <laughs> you just told me what you think, because a lot of people think what they think is truth but it's what Jesus says is truth, right? And so when we talk about truth and walking by truth, what we're talking about is finding out what the Word of God says, what what does the new covenant say to me, what is Jesus saying to me, and walk that out, and we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us to help us do that, to teach us and to help us. Renew and keep renewing look more and more like Jesus what, what, why did Jesus come? Did he did he die on the cross just to forgive us our sins so that we go to heaven one day? No. He died on the cross, yes, to forgive us our sin, to redeem us, to purchase us back, to buy. It's a buyback. Redemption is a buyback. He bought us back so that now we can be who he created us to be, not who the world says we have to be, not who what people think about us, but we can be who he says. He bought us back so he could restore his created image inside of us. And we only find that out in the Word. Only the Scripture can teach us who that is. The world will tell you, give you all kinds of excuses to be all kinds of things and all kinds of justifications. But if you want, if you want it, you don't have to. But if you want to live out the purpose that God created you for, and if you want to live out the destiny that He has for you, then surrender just surrender I surrender to you Lord I've been thinking the way I'm doing it's best but it's not I surrender to you and then once you've surrendered to him Jesus I want you in my life I invite you in and then there are moments the Holy Spirit is going to teach you he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna speak things into you that you couldn't this is the awesome thing about it you're gonna say how do I know that have you ever done that if you ever had knowledge of something you think how did I know that I've never heard it never how did I know that because the Holy Spirit inside of you will teach you things that you won't learn any other way see we have we have the canon of the New Testament now we have the the New Testament scriptures When Paul wrote to the Romans, be conformed to the world, but uh, not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your... They didn't have that. They were heavily dependent on the work of the Holy Spirit in their life. And on the word of the apostles, letters like Paul and the prophets. We have. We have the Holy Spirit too. We have the Holy Spirit in us. Jesus said, I got to go. Boys, it's been good. I love you. You mean a lot to me. We've gotten close over the last three and a half years. And I know you're not going to understand what's about to happen. But I got to go. Because you see, right now, I'm confined to this body that I had to put on to do what I'm about ready to do that you won't understand. But you'll understand later. And you'll be glad. I'm going to have to leave. But Holy Spirit's coming. And where I've been with you, He's going to be in you. And he's going to love you from the inside out. You've been trying to get love from the outside in. Somebody listen to me just a sec. I'm I'm closing, but this is... Somebody's got to have this one. You've been trying to get love from the outside in and you keep getting disappointed over and over and over. And the Holy Spirit is speaking directly to you right now. And he's telling you that what he wants to do is love you from the inside out. And when you open your spirit, your heart to him to come inside of you, you're going to find the love that you've been longing for. Lord Jesus, we give you praise this morning. Thank you for what you you just did in some hearts in this room, Lord. We love you and we surrender to you. And we give you praise today in Jesus' name. Go ahead and go ahead and surrender that. Just go ahead and surrender it. You're struggling. You're trying to hang on because you're afraid if you release it, you're going to have nothing. But until you surrender it, just say, Lord, I'm, I'm following you. I'm choosing to follow you this morning. Nothing else. My allegiance is to you. My worship is to you. I'm choosing to follow you today and release the hurt and the pain release the guilt, release the shame, surrender it, and let him fill your heart. Lord, I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.